0: Welcome to The Building Code, everybody. Zach Litovich here. And I am Charlie Bertwistle. It is a post-town hall podcast here today. We're feeling pretty excited, though. It was a great town hall. Yeah. Our CEO, Dan Houghton, talks to us regularly about... Core updates, but also he had a really inspiring messages about our customer yesterday, and I'm feeling particularly inspired. I mean, really, absolutely it was, it was something
1: that I just wanted to run through a wall afterwards. Well, here's the thing, Zach. So, it made a lot of people really, really fired up. Uh, obviously, you know, going into 2022, we're going to be focusing a ton on our customers, a ton on our product, and, and really just trying to change the game. So his message was that, but he did say a couple of things at the beginning. He's like, "We no longer care about metrics. We're not worried about numbers. We care about the end result." And me, as a data scientist, I actually
0: like, I saw your team squirming yeah, a little
1: bit. I I I, it I was messaged my boss. I'm like, "Do I still have a job?"
0: We're firing the entire data science team right now, publicly in front of everyone. Yeah, that that would have gotten a lot of that, cheers. That, <laughs>
1: well, certainly. But then I could focus we on can the on podcast. the podcast.
0: Yeah, full time. So that would have been great. Be... Speaking of running through a, through a wall, today we have Benji Carlson from the Breakthrough Academy. Oh, that was a good transition. I was wondering
1: where you're I going. I really that, feel yeah. like
0: we're getting the hang of this thing.
1: Yeah. Benji Carlson, Breakthrough Academy. Uh, fantastic business. A fantastic guy. Obviously, Zach and I have been doing a lot of research leading up to it. Um, we're, we're super fired up to have him on. Do you want to give the listeners a little overview of what Benji and Breakthrough Academy is?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, there's this growing market in the construction space that is there to help construction businesses get better at what they do. And so the Breakthrough Academy is really focused on looking at the operational aspects of your business and giving you kind of that fresh set of eyes to make sure you're making the best decisions. And they do a lot of other things as well from a business perspective. And they do a lot of cool community events uh, for their members. So they have over 500 members in North America, so they're a growing consultant group based out of Vancouver. And I know Benji will talk a little bit more about what they do and, and kind of the things that Breakthrough Academy has to offer. We're really excited to have them on. We've had a few consultants come talk to us and I always feel like they're really exciting episodes because well, they get the construction industry.
1: Yeah. And you also were a consultant for, you know, a number of years here at Builder Trend. So it's, it's <sighs> no it's, big it's, deal. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting to hear you kind of connect the dots with the stuff that you've seen uh, traveling across the U.S. And, and talking to all these different businesses and the stuff that they see where that's what they do every single day. So, you know, with that said, let's go ahead and let's get Benji in here. Benji Carlson, welcome to The Building Code. Great to have you. How are you doing today?
2: Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm doing, I'm doing very well.
1: So, Benji, we were uh, going over your bio. Very, very interesting guy. Very, very interesting company. Uh, maybe for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um you know, your background and then obviously the work you're doing right now with Breakthrough Academy?
2: Yeah, sure. Um my name is Benji. I live in Kelowna, BC. I'm Canadian. You can probably tell by the accent. No, we Um
1: and if and if people are listening instead of watching, he has a fantastic mustache too, which I know isn't just a Canadian <laughs> needs thing. Needs to be said. Yeah, yes. someone had to say thank it. Thank
2: you for the Thank you for the plug. Thanks it for is the November, stash too, call out. So, yeah. Um. Although this is a year-round commitment, this is not just a one-month lifestyle. You are personal brand piece. Um. Yeah. So. So I. I come from the painting world uh, originally. Like I sort of made my way up through the the college pro painters program, um, as a lot of us at Breakthrough Academy did. Um, for the for the last number of years, though, I've been really like full-time um, with Breakthrough Academy. Uh, and so like, I'll just maybe start with what we do and then my role there. You know, if, if we had a tagline, it would be this. We systemize contracting businesses for growth. So we work with builders, roofers, landscapers, painters, you know, drywallers, HVAC, plumbing, electrical. That's, that's our world. And what we help these entrepreneurs do is Inject their business with the infrastructure that it needs to scale. We help them make more money. We help them work a lot less, and we do that through the implementation of really smart systems. Um, now, my sort of full-time gig here is—is I is got a couple. I wear a couple hats, but on on this sort of assessment side, I basically assess businesses, make sure that they're ready for the program. We do a really deep thorough sort of diagnosis and just understand where are you at? Where are you going in the future? What are some of the big obstacles? What are some of the things that we need to fix and address and implement to get you there? And If it's feeling like a fit, like this is, hey, this is a member, this is an entrepreneur that we really want to work with. What we do makes sense for them. We bring them into the program and then I would head them off to a coach and we, we kind of get to it. So that's that's um, that's kind of what I do with, with Breakthrough Academy. Um, done I think well over a thousand of these assessments over the last five years and uh, it's 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 given me a very broad very aggregate perspective on you just talk to a lot of people from a lot of different places running businesses of different sizes and in different industries every business is unique but there's also a lot that's that's the same there's a lot of patterns you know I'm sure you guys recognize as well so that was, that's that's kind of my world
0: that was my first thought like as my background in consulting you start to see the like the big picture and you can start to pull threads and see the commonalities that a lot of businesses experience so i want to transition to kind of when you are working with your customers and you're really getting to know them and you're seeing and you're thinking about you know what we should do what are the challenges though that are unique to the construction industry like that you know ultimately you know can lead to the cause of good workers to turning over
2: yeah, so 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 unique challenges to to the construction space that lead to turnover. there's a there's a couple things. I guess the the first and most salient point I would make is that there there is and there has been a talent shortage in this space for a very long time. Covid's made it worse. And I'll, I'll we'll talk about that in a minute, but it was there before. like it it was already tight before anyone had ever heard of COVID or social distancing or any of this stuff. Like it it was already very, very difficult. And what that's led to is like really fierce competition over the talent that is there. And I think that's bred a culture of uh, people are always looking for a couple bucks more an hour. Businesses are used to poaching people from other businesses that that sort of transient. Well, I did this for a year and then I moved to here for a couple more years because they would pay me a bit more. That's become very, very normalized. So that, that's one, and you could say that that happens in other industries as well, but I think we all see that very, very clearly in trades and construction. Um, the other, the other sort of facet of, of this space that makes turnover especially difficult is, is seasonality. So, um, you know, we might have some listeners in Florida and Texas who are just like, "What are you talking about?" But if you if you live anywhere, you know, let's say north of the Carolinas, there's there's a winter season. It gets cold. You may have snowfall. The ground may freeze, and that does um, that does slow down operations. It can make for a clunky production schedule. There's chunks in the year where stuff isn't happening, and people will get laid off. They'll go on EI. They'll they'll fly south and surf for the winter. I don't know what they do, but that that's a thing. And and lots of people just. Don't come back to the job that they had before. So that seasonality thing is something a lot of our members kind of bump up against and battle with um, when it comes to holding on to their people. Um, the other thing and I'll talk about this more later when we when we get into it, but I think a lot of construction companies struggle creating and articulating a clear career path for people. High performers don't want a dead-end job. And and, and a lot of people, a lot of owners. Um, don't, I think, put themselves in the shoes of an applicant, of a candidate enough and they're like, well, I don't know why this person wouldn't want to work for me. It's like, well, because you haven't shown them what they could potentially grow into. I know they're just starting as a laborer or a foreman, but you haven't connected the dots between that and one day being an operations manager or one day being a part owner or something like that. So that that's a huge piece. And then this, the last thing it's it's sort of, I don't think you can talk about this without mentioning COVID, sadly, but Um, I was doing a little reading on this before, Uh, you know, like only 80% of the construction workforce has come back to their jobs since this. So that's like one in five uh, of every construction worker, just like, they're they're not here anymore. Right. So think about it. Where have they gone? Well, a lot of them would have retired. The construction workforce is getting older. I think the average age is like 42.9 right now. And that's gotten, that's, I think... read seven years ago it was like 40.5 so that average age is moving up quite quickly which which means it's an aging workforce there's going to be a lot of people that just said you know what this is my cue to leave it's been a great run i'm going to retire now so that's one group you've probably got another batch that have changed careers entirely they've said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go work somewhere else uh COVID is put some stuff into perspective i've done some reflection i want to make a change with my career and that's not that's not a knock on construction by the way guys it's just like the reality of the shakeup is covid um and then there's another group that hasn't returned that is probably literally still sitting on their couch in pajamas playing xbox and if i'm honest like that's not the employees that most businesses are missing um so this this covid thing has created a really really um a really interesting, really ever-changing, very dynamic situation, Very a challenging situation when it comes to turnover. And to make matters worse, it's also increased demand. We've printed a bunch of money and nobody's had anywhere to go. So all of that economic pressure goes to, we want to renovate, we want to move and fix things up. We want a better landscape. We can't go anywhere. Let's put those dollars we were going to spend on our trip to Cancun into a, a new kitchen or whatever. And it's also screwed up supply chains. So it's like increased demand, lower talent pool, screwed up supply chains, super, super pressurized situation. And that has caused a lot of people to rethink things and probably leave, leave their employment uh, in the pursuit of something different. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's definitely a snowballing effect, you know, listening to all you list off all the different things that are kind of causing these issues. So I thought the, you know, kind of the career path uh, point that you made about, hey, this is how you can progress and keep talented, motivated people um, in companies was really, really interesting. I never really thought of that before. What would you say are kind of some of the other tactics that, you know, builders specifically can use when hiring or even with their current employees to keep those highly motivated, you know, kind of self-starters there uh, and ensure they, you know, don't have the disruption of a you know, a talented person leaving. We're asking for free consultative advice here on the podcast. So <laughs> I'm ha- uh,
2: I'm, ha- I'm happy to give it to you. I'm trying to out right now. Yeah, you know, right absolutely. now as a
1: as a manager. Yeah, this is something. Well, actually, I mean, uh, on a serious note, I did actually just uh, move into a management role earlier this year. Uh, the data science team is pretty new here at Builder Trend. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of you know given roles and you know senior levels and progression so that was one of the first things i did on my team was like hey this is what next steps look like here's where you know five years it looks like uh so when we talk you know earlier we're talking about businesses all kind of being the same and having the same issues you know we're a tech company um and, and you know we're we're taking free advice from, uh, you know, the same things that use in the construction industry. So it is cool.
0: Business itself is a universal principle, right? Like it's not in it's agnostic of industry. You have to run the operation. So a lot of the things you can pull on, it does apply to the construction industry. I think the customers of, or excuse me, the people of construction, in a lot of cases though, don't come from business backgrounds necessarily. And I think that's where you really fit to kind of help them kind of see the the fastest way to get there. It's not that they don't figure it out or they're having people who've like, you know, gone and been successful, but you, you offer kind of the, the shortcut, I guess, if you want to think of it that way or,
2: or insights. We, we totally do. Um, we say this a lot, I say this a lot to our members. Um, I'll be like, look, like you're, you're a very smart entrepreneur. Like you will eventually figure it out it just might take you 10 years and you're going to make a lot of mistakes and it's going to be really expensive and it's like we've done this a few hundred times like like let me just show you like do this first then do that first then get builder trend then hire this person it's like we know the path for you it's uncharted territory but for us it's something we've we've done many 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 do. times and so it's like it is ultimately about compressing um, compressing the time frame that that takes you'd ask a question um, charlie about about like tactics to hold on to your talented people so this this is this is about retention and and my perspective on retention is it's fundamentally about engagement right um you need to have people that feel bought in they feel challenged they feel like their skills are developing um, they, 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 they feel a certain way about what they do. And, and I think engagement is the word that business owners should be thinking about. Um, you know, keeping people happy is a bit of an abstract concept. It's right. a bit ethereal. It's like, what does that even mean? Like it's, it's work at the end of the day. So I think the question is like, how do I keep my team hyper engaged with what they do? So there's a few, there's a couple things. And I, I mentioned that visible growth opportunities thing, um, that, that career path thing uh, for listeners that want to hear Like we just do it. I we just did a really good deep dive episode on this, on our, on our podcast. We'll put a link in the description. Um, but the, to summarize it, people need to ascend. People need to see that I start here, but then I, I get, I get up here in time. And that's especially true in trades and construction, where a lot of these roles um, that we're offering, that we're looking for, like, let's be real, but they're not as sexy as, like, a, hey, I'm a graphic designer. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a remote, like, digital marketer. Right. Um, it's like, no, like, you, you are a landscape technician, right? Like, or you are a, you are a skilled laborer or whatever. Um, being able to show, we can talk about how to make those roles sound sexier, which you can totally do as well. But I've noticed um, that landscape, it,
0: it, you know, the title you use for it is something, I don't know, I haven't heard a lot of, uh, Landscape yeah. Landscape technician. Yeah. I yeah. I, well, this
2: is, these are the small little tricks you do. <laughs> yeah, like you don't you call it a landscaper. It you call it a landscape technician. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't call You don't call yourself. It's like it's Subway. They're called sandwich artists. Like yeah. as, as gimmicky as that stuff sounds like this stuff works. It's psychology. Like you need to make. What's that? It's psychology. Right. It makes it. Ma-
0: make ahead. it sound cool.
2: Yeah. Make yeah. it sound cool. And people will be more likely to be interested in it. Um. But, but to, this, to this visible growth opportunities thing, I think the, the one thing that we're seeing a lot of our members have a ton of success with is they're thinking through how their organizational chart is designed and they're linking one, step, one node on the system to a higher one, to a higher one, to a higher one. They're getting very clear on what skills, what aptitudes the person needs to develop to move up what results that business owner would need to see from the employee to move them up. So you're not just giving promotions willy nilly, like there is actual measurable stuff that you need to see, but then they're giving them the training, the coaching, the support that they need to do that. And they're, they're talking about that on the website. They're talking about it in their recruiting messages. It's a big part um, of the brand and the messaging around the business um, that has made, that's created a much more attractive thing. That's created a much more a- a appealing offer to the workforce for a lot of our members, whether they be landscapers, roofers, painters, whatever. Um, that's that visible growth opportunities piece is is huge. Right. Cause then it's not just a the job they want. It's a,
1: it's a company they want to work at. And And then if you get that level of commitment that early on and it's like, no, I'm working for the next job. I'm going to highly perform, and I know that I have the security there. Like that's that's a game changer. Talk right about here. building a culture too. I mean, I think yeah. people
0: come in the door then being like, "I'm not just here for a job. I'm here for my future. I'm Career, here to grow. Right? Yeah. I'm here to." This business cares about me from day right. one. They're already thinking about what can we turn our employees into. It's an investment, and it takes a concerted effort. But man, I am jacked right
1: now. Right. Totally. That's, that's awesome. Well, I'm thinking about. So- the fact that we go ahead, have, Charlie. Yeah, sorry, I was just. This is, you're probably going to say something really insightful, and I'm getting ready to say that I'm <sighs> I'm going to lay out Dude, a scene. This is a this is a common theme in what the are, building. Cut. No, what sorry. are our titles right now? Podcast. Like, That's actually my first thought was like, what can I do? Can I? Be, can we be senior podcast hosts? Yeah, we, we did. Do. start- like, as, How do we
0: spice up our titles? Yeah, Benji. Like we, we we need some consulting on the side.
1: Like we'll we'll get like podcast there gurus. There we go. So right now we're we're podcast hosts, and the next no yeah. step up, yeah. podcast guru. <laughs>
2: One day you'll See get you here, one day you'll podcast, get there. <laughs> it so so that 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 like creating the ascension plan, super, super important. Um, the other one that's just like kind of obvious, but it it's worth repeating is like you need to pay your people. Like you like if you're not in the you don't need to be the you don't need to be the highest payer in your market. Like I don't encourage people to get into some bidding war with other right. companies where it's like, well, we'll pay you thirty-two dollars an hour and then they go, we'll do thirty-three. It's like that doesn't matter. That's kind of a race to the bottom. I would just say you need to be in the top quadrant, and realize that compensation can look a few different ways, right? It's perks and benefits. It's flexibility. It's time off. Um, some of our more like evolved business owners are thinking through really interesting like incentive-based pay programs where the, the 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 employee has a much higher ceiling of what they could earn, but they actually have to do something to earn it. Um, so so that, that you know you can. Make that that compensation conversation fit your business however you want to, but but you got to lose the attitude where it's like, well, back when I back when I was a labor, back when I was a foreman, I only made twenty bucks an hour. This this punk kid wants thirty. It's like the talent market acts like any other market, and demand outstrips supply. It's pushed price up. They don't get it with you. They're going to get it somewhere else. So (laughs) figure it out. Figure out a way to pay them that much. you, You you will be really really frustrated. Um, another thing that you just, we kind of touched on a second ago is this idea of like creating a purpose driven company. If you want to hold on to your people, what's the mission that your business is on, right? Like I'll use this landscaping example again. Like you, you could make the argument that you're just, we just like mow lawns. It's like, that's part of what you do, but what you, and this is actually, I'm I'm using an example of one of our members in, in Denver. It's like, his whole brand, his whole messaging is built around, we make our customers' lives easier by taking landscaping off the to-do list. And so when he's like talking to someone that's just like in 30 degree heat, like pushing a weed whacker, it's like, no, this is about something bigger. And if you're like, a, I could come up with another couple of examples. Like you don't just like shingle roofs, you, you protect like families and homes from the elements. Um, You know, probably you guys at Builder Trends, like you don't just like, you don't just build software, like you have some message around like how we make the life of the contractor easier. Same thing with Breakthrough Academy. Like our mission is to transform, you know, honest, hardworking contractors into thriving entrepreneurs. I could say that in a really boring way. Hey, we help you like implement world-class bookkeeping systems and financial tracking. We develop your org chart, we improve your recruiting funnel, but it's like, it's, you know, it's sexier to like, build it into a bit of a purpose, a bit of a mission. I, as, you know, I, I say that some people might find that a bit like, oh, I don't know, that seems like a bit out there. I can tell you, like, the results are clear enough that I'm like, I'm a big advocate for it. Like, do it, it works.
0: Absolutely, I think it it it's so powerful from just a motivation standpoint when you get out of bed in the morning that it's not just another day, right? Like, you you build your whole company around a unifying force, and and then the fun part is you spoke about putting the measurements and the, the the results and you put it back in front of them and say, this is what you did, this is where mm-hmm. we're going. And now everybody is winning and it feels rewarding while you're doing it. It's essential. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, you brought up Builder Trends mantra, it's the better way, right? Like that's our mindset. We wanna find a better way to run your construction business through technology.
2: Totally, totally. So I think, I think um, business owners, you know we're, we're shooting this in november it's we're getting into that like christmas time of year people are doing some reflection if you're listening into this like go for a long walk and think about like what is the mission my business is on like is it is it just doing kitchens and bathrooms or is it is it something uh, is it something more important is it something deeper yeah i think of like that uh, like that meme of the guy just staring out the window have a reflection
0: you know about how yeah. can, how can you turn 2022 into something special for your employees
1: yeah, I mean, totally. what uh, what I'm curious, so what percentage of the people that you work with are like, they just started this company, and they're not sure really how to get up and going. And what percentage of your customers is like, they've been around for 20 years and now they're experiencing, you know, turnover problems or, you know, cash flow problems or not. They don't have a mission driven uh, business. Is it kind of split 50-50
2: or? The vast majority of our businesses um, are... So, we, we call, okay, they're, they're out of what we call the grassroots level. The grassroots level is your first, I'm gonna say, one to two years of business. Like it's just you and a phone number and a vehicle and maybe a couple helpers. But at the end of the day, the, the business is pretty rudimentary. That's a really important stage. I, I don't wanna say that that's a bad place to be, it's a necessary part of everyone's entrepreneurial journey. Uh, but it's it's very difficult to coach some there yet for us to to work on so most of our businesses would be they, they, they will have been in business for no, like more than two years um, certainly less than 20 uh, most of them we, we do have some people that're like their family run businesses they've been around for a long time but most of the, the companies we coach they they started the business five years ago ten years ago but they've, they've hit a, a very real ceiling where their operational systems won't let them get any bigger like they could do more work like the work is there like the phone is ringing they're turning away business every year because they don't have the team they don't have the systems they don't have the production capacity to get to it and then they're like okay let's call breakthrough academy and we're like doo, 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 doo. and then the, you know they scale up and we see it pretty clearly like their revenue grows you know, by about 21%, their net profit grows by 40%. Like we track all this stuff very, wow. very meticulously. And, and uh, so that's that's where most of our businesses sit when, when we find them.
0: What is the primary motivator that you're finding your customers gravitate towards when they come talk to you guys? Is it revenue or is it the systems? Is it all the above? I mean, is there, is there a catalyst for your customers of like, we're ready to to go with a consultant to help us get where we want to go.
2: Uh, they don't want it to hurt so much anymore. Yeah, like it's they're t- they're 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 like I don't I don't want to do it this way forever, right? Like yeah, they they'd like to grow, they'd like a better team. Um, when I ask them, hey, like what do you want in the future? I'm actually I'm actually often quite surprised at how vague the vision is. Like the 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 answer is not like. I want to do x amount of revenue in this many years we're going to earn this much net profit i need to hire these key roles that would be an a plus answer rarely do i get it when i ask that it's more often than not like oh, i'm a better team but i just i know that what i'm doing right now is like this is not sustainable i've got a young family or i've got hobbies i've got the rest of my life that i really want to enjoy and this business i started it because i had a vision and it's like We're close, but it's sort of veered off course and I need help getting it back to the reason I started it in the first place, which is more financial freedom, more flexibility, more fun, a sense of ownership, a feeling like I'm creating something. So that was long winded. But to answer your question, like they they come to us because it hurts a lot and they want it to not anymore. Turns out it's hard running a business. It's super hard. It's so hard and construction as well, guys, like you would see this, like it's it's way more operationally complex than it gets credit for. 100%. Like a lot of people think these are really simple businesses. They're not. Like you've got like, you've got d- job sites that are spread out geographically, you've got really picky customers. Spending a lot of money, at, you've got trade partners of varying levels of reliability. You've got supply chains to manage. You've got weather to deal with. Like these are, this isn't like a simple company Construction, at all.
0: Accounting contracts that have different terms and conditions that apply to the way that you run your books. Like there, I totally agree, and I think it's, you know, I probably could imagine a lot of contractors having a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Like people don't understand, you know, what it's really like. And I always like i've really empathized with them because it's like yeah the outside stereotype of a contractor is like he's swinging a hammer and it's totally just not i'm not pandering it's just it's impressive uh when you see people who do figure it out you know and, and are able to do it but it's like
2: how did you how did you do it that chip on the shoulder thing is is very very real zach um, a, a lot of business owners feel frustrated. They feel actually a little bit lonely. They're like nobody, like, nobody gets this. Like, I can't talk about it with my employees, or my boyfriend, they don't get it at all. Um, like, does, does anyone understand the, the stress load, <laughs> the pressure of like being in the position that I'm in? And that's why I think like organizations like like Breakthrough Academy or plugging in with Builder Trend, like when they get when they actually like meet someone who gets it, they're like, oh my god, there are there, there's more of me. It's like, yeah, there are. There's tons. Um. So, but that that chip on the shoulder thing is is super real.
1: And that's something that you guys offer, right? Like, I know you do you obviously consulting, but you also have like big you know meetups and Community events and stuff for events. you know people to be. You no, know, you're not alone. You know, there's you know four or five hundred <laughs> other people here in town just like you.
2: Yeah, our like our philosophy is that. Um, like like a, a huge amount of, of value can be gained by plugging into entrepreneurs that are on the same journey as you, um, and and construction has historically had um, a pretty old school mindset when it comes to this. Like I don't I don't want to talk to my competitors. I don't, I don't want to give away my my trade secrets. I don't want to like do this. Like I, and I under I I can understand that mindset. Like you don't want to you want to protect what it's taken you a long time to learn. Um, And yeah you you don't want to like share your books with somebody that you're that you're bidding against every other month like i I get that but but what's what's really cool is that within breakthrough academy we most of the businesses we coach are in non-competing markets um a lot of the coaching calls that we do are done in small like groups um where they actually get to like share what's working for them. They get to look at each other's numbers. They get to talk tactics. They get to brainstorm. Um, and then we do have these really epic in-person events that we do a few times a year. COVID's made it really tough, but I'm very excited to say we're having our first one again this year. Actually, I guess it's next year. It'll be in January 2022. I have a couple hundred entrepreneurs in Phoenix. We've got a huge conference center booked out. We're going to build our strategic plans. We've got some really, really good speakers. Coming in, we're doing a couple like skill development workshops and just going to have some fun together, um, and that's that's a, a huge part of the value add that our members enjoy. Here comes Charlie. Yeah, honestly, uh, <laughs> <have to laughs> try and get the invite. We got to get the invite. The,
0: uh, that's kind of a running joke in our. I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but we kind of since Charlie and I took over, it's always been about like how do we expand the uh, the budget so that we can. <laughs> so you know, no pressure, Benji, but.
2: Bye. Guys, I, th- I think there might be a couple BuilderTrend people coming oh, already. It's a, it's I'll, I'll look thing, at the yeah. invite list and I'll let you know who they are and then you can go and I don't know what you need to do, but, but <laughs> well, don't swap, swap yeah, it we out. will not worry yeah. about
1: that part of the question. The first, first part is getting there, then we'll figure out what we're going to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, we hate to sound like too salesy on this podcast, but like stuff like that and then obviously BuilderTrend hosts BuilderTrend University that our clients can come to as well, too. Um, there's tons of really, really cool opportunities out there and obviously a huge benefit, um, for attending things like that. Uh, like you get to see Zach and I in the office obviously is a big one. Uh- <laughs> actually that's the main draw. People don't talk about that enough, you know, yeah. they're here for you and I, we get
0: recognized just kidding. Uh, one thing I wanted to kind of get back to, we've talked a lot about tactics and, and the ways we can accelerate uh, the the business processes and retaining employees. You know, I think it'd be really great. And you kind of talked about this about an example of you know a construction company that's turned around their turnover problem from a retention standpoint. Do you have any? Uh, I obviously don't need to name names, but like, any, what's that metamorphosis
2: look like? I, I do have an example. I I. I uh... I, I knew this question was coming and I, we, uh, I made a couple of phone calls don't plant so.
0: questions what do you mean <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll give you I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a very um, explicit example uh, we have a guy we had a guy named Wade Roberts he runs a service plumbing business uh, in Vancouver Island here here in British Columbia and uh, had a massive turnover problem like he just he couldn't keep anyone for more than a year his technicians um, were it was just like a revolving door like they'd be there for a bit they'd leave he didn't really get why he just he didn't get why he just he was like aware that this was a massive massive problem um and he works with one of our like best best coaches named ashley ennis and um w- we are really big on this whole like slow down to speed up philosophy um so wade did some reflection right kind of thinks about it standing in front of the mirror going like this <laughs> like the meme you're talking about and he's like he, he he kind of had a bit of an epiphany he's like i'm blaming these really flaky employees that come and go but like what's the common denominator here because this has happened a lot of times now like like not like once or twice like like dozens of times now so what's the common denominator what does what do all these employees haven't got money? Okay, so what am I doing wrong here? What's the issue? What do we need to address? Um, and what he realized is that like the people that he was hiring, people that, that were coming on, they didn't feel very supported. They didn't feel super confident in their role. Um, and this was pretty much at the root of the turnover people like didn't know how to do their jobs super super well they didn't like we were talking about before they didn't have that feeling of fulfillment of growth of support of coaching of development all of that was missing he, he paid them fine but just that other stuff was not there so what he did and this is sort of like a big part of what breakthrough academy helps with and, and working with coach ashley was was big but they did two main things. Number one, they built like a technician training manual. So a very, very like detailed SOP on how to actually do the role. It's in writing, you can send it to a new hire before they ever step on site. Um, it makes them feel more prepared. It's something they can fall back on. They, they get to a part of the project that they're lost. They go back to the manual, they check the answers there pretty quickly. So that was a that's just sort of like an, an inf- infrastructural piece that they built that helped a lot but in tandem with that the other thing that he did was um he had this senior technician um who was really really skilled very very experienced who they actually made a dedicated trainer so all that this guy does is work with new hires on like their first three-month window like when you remember like employees are new they're like hey did i make the right decision they're a little bit more nervous Mm -hmm. they're a little bit more gun shy they need that extra support and Wade's a busy business owner like this like a lot of business owners in this situation they literally don't have time to train like I'm just like I'd love to spend this time with you I need to go do a quote I need to go meet with my bookkeeper and then I need to like do a million other things so Wade like a lot of people didn't have the time to give the support he found someone within his business who could and made him a dedicated trainer that person now just Helps people feel more supported, gives them the coaching, takes them through that that training manual, um, and just sets them up for success. A lot of people don't realize how important those first three months of a working relationship are. Like it has a huge um, how well somebody's first couple months kind of sets them up for the next couple years, it's like or first not. First impression. Um, so so that was a really 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 big thing for him. And I I I talked to him earlier this week, and I, and I was like, so so how is it like now? Wait, and he goes. Honestly, Benji, like my team is the is the happiest it's ever been. I feel for the first time ever, like I have people on my team who are going to be here for a very, very long time, and that feels awesome. Yeah, cool, hey, super cool. I think so. Well, just an example like that. I
1: don't know. Connects the dots. I mean. That's a real, you change the, you know, change those people's lives, you change the business, and then that business goes on to change other people's lives and, you know, having talented people there and figuring that out, you know, just kind of has a cascading effect of, you know, just positive. And, And it started with a simple change, right? It's just, hey, spend the time where it needs to be spent time and, you know, the results will go on forever. That's so yeah,
2: cool. a, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of us are so busy, we're so rushed. Contracting is reactive in nature. It just it, that's just kind of how it is, and so it makes spending that extra time at the beginning, which you know you need to do. Like I, I, I say this to people, it's, it's not like the listeners of this. Like this is new information. Like they, they know it's just it's a prioritization problem. They don't have the hours in the day to do it. So if you can, like, I thought that was really creative. You find someone else in the business who actually does have the time, get them to do it. Because um, that that that's, that's that's 99% of the problem for Wade and it, and it made a huge difference in his business.
0: Ready for this transition? Speaking of not enough time, technology, what role does it play in helping people save time? I mean, I imagine a lot of what you do is try and also transform the operation so that it isn't so dependent on the traditional ways of doing construction. How does that play into employee turnover as well or even preparing employees for this new age of construction that whether they like it or not is going to continue to to keep on keeping on? Yeah.
2: Um, Technology is changing the landscape and very, very quickly right now. And I think that there's a very clear divide between what I would call the old school contractor and the new school contractor. And if you have, if you're, you know, I, I know most of your listeners are probably on Builder Trend or they're thinking about getting it. So like, I'm, I'm not speaking to this, Ken, you guys are new school, but there is, there is a group of people that are gonna, are gonna find it really, really, really hard to compete without a solid CRM. Without project management tools, without dialed in, uh, uh, without dialed in like labor tracking and hours tracking, um, it, it's just you need it at you need that at the core of your business um, because of how complex these things are. Uh, scaling without that, if you're doing everything on whiteboards and, and spreadsheets and and notepads, um, is is extremely extremely difficult. Um, as it relates to turnover, um, I guess what I would say is, uh, about construction is that while technology is making a huge impact on operational efficiency, it is still fundamentally, you are still trading well-organized time for money. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a bare bones business. And so what that means is that this turnover question is even more expensive for a contracting business, then it would be for like the for tech, like the the space that you guys play. in. like if you lose your project manager and you're a, you're a renovations company, it's a major major pill to swallow. It takes a long time to recover. Um, you know, I think I think there's this rule of thumb with human resources. They kind of estimate when you lose uh, an employee it costs the business about the same amount as that employee's annual salary. So if you lose a PM that's worth 70 grand a year, it's also going to cost your business on top of losing them. It's going to cost them about 70,000 in direct and indirect costs. And the case could be made that for more senior roles, for more specialized roles, that cost actually goes up. It's the cost of new job ads, doing the interviews, screening people, making a decision, putting them through a training process, getting them more onboarded effectively. And that's to say nothing of like, the, the productive capacity that you lost in losing them that's, it's a big 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 deal. and because contracting construction trades it's it's so labor driven that expense is even higher compared to other industries. Yeah, I mean
1: that's the same thing that we face all the time uh, regardless of you know industry everything you've said this entire podcast I feel like I've related to builder trend and our customers and their customers uh, the, the commonalities across the board is. Very, very clear. It, it's
0: interesting. Imagine you bring up our customers about the old school, the new school. I mean, we have customers who are new school, but I would say the majority of our people are trying to find their way into the new school atmosphere, and it can be a rough transition because of p- p- changing people's behaviors takes time, right? Like it's just it, it's repetition, and that becomes habits. But how do you even get them to start trying it and? Combating a lot of all the pieces. And I think it goes, it ties all the way back to like building a business and making it a priority and embracing it and rewarding people for doing it and having a purpose behind it can really make that transition be that much easier for, from our perspective. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it, it's always going to be a challenge uh, to change any behavior, technology or not. Uh, but this is one of those things that, you know, it, it's going to continue to grow. But our customers, uh, they come to us a lot for that that advice too, and and you know what we talked about today, I think, was really pertinent to that. Touched all parts of the business, and technology is a piece of that. Uh, but there are fun fundamentals that, you know, everybody can improve on from, a lot of different ways. Absolutely. I think
2: Zach, what you said there is so important, and I think the message I would I would want people to remember is like the help is out there, right. like. Build. How many people do you guys have working for Builder Trend, where their full time job is helping people learn and adopt and integrate the technology, yeah. like. A lot. Like that's, you know, you've got a whole CS team, I'm sure, where that's their entire role. Same with us, same with the other strategic partners that that we've teamed up with. Like there are a lot of resources. There's a lot of educators. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of people that can help you bridge that gap that can help you go from that, you know, grassroots level to the enterprise level, wherever you're trying to get Um, to think that you are, you're, you're supposed to know all this stuff without it is insane. So I, I just you know, for a lot of people it's like get out of your own way. Like pick up the phone, call Builder Trend, ask them for some help. Give us a show. We'll help you. There's so much out there. You don't need to know all this stuff and you don't need to fight this fight completely solo. Yeah. A lot of great podcasts. Yeah, your podcast is the the Contractor Revolution, right? Is the name of it. Uh, we can Contract talk. Revolution. Yeah. It's on it's on uh, it's on the Apple podcast apps on spotify anywhere you'd want to listen yeah we'll,
1: we'll make sure to have some links to uh obviously breakthrough academy obviously the podcast uh this, this is a, an awesome episode that i hopefully our our customers and our listeners and everyone out there uh, regardless of what space they in, learned a lot uh so thank you a ton benji for coming on i'd say this is one of the coolest episodes we've had in a while uh at least for zach and i to be able to connect the
2: dots with what you're working on what we are so really really appreciate your time Guys, thanks a lot for having me. Um, we're big, big, big proponents of Builder Trend. We love the software. Our coaches prescribe it to our members all the time. Um, it's uh, it's been a pleasure being here. Absolutely sweet. Well, thank you, Benji. Woo,
1: Charlie! <laughs> what an episode! What an episode! I mean, really. I'll be interested to see what our you know uh, director and editing team do with that because. Quite a bit longer than our typical episode, uh, but does everything it in does, there was first off does it make it all in? Second, what should <laughs> we do with all the extra footage? Yeah, maybe we go a little two part thing. Maybe we just release a long episode. But man, talk about everything he says. Hey,
0: what's how about this? If They come to Builder University. We'll let them listen to the uh, B-roll, you know, get them hooked in.
1: There we go. I like that idea. A little value prop. Yeah. We'll just
0: like take them in the back and be like, hey, watch our B-roll of the. Oh, I uh, don't think we have to be so creepy (laughs) about
1: it. We could probably just have it up on the screen at BTU or something. uh, Hey, you're the one who says I was, I met in the studio. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is uh, news for our listeners out there. We are doing a live recording at Builder Train University. And I think this episode will be released before that. So if you're hearing this, you want to come to B2U. you always wanted to, but you needed just a little something extra, you can come this time and well, listen and
0: We're not going to take just anyone.
1: You have, to bring, you have to bring it up that you heard it on the podcast. Let them know yeah. that
0: you could potentially be on an episode. Yeah. I, I, anyway, Benji was fantastic. Benji was great. A lot of great tips and advice on how to run a construction business. It's not easy as what we said. And there's a lot of moving parts I'd recommend anyone to take benji's advice and go look for the help if you feel like you're struggling to understand how to write roles or how to do anything there's a whole community in the construction space it all starts with everyone's favorite google machine (laughs) to go find out what it is but
1: we'd recommend breakthrough academy i think absolutely i mean i think that's the biggest takeaway that i had was you know and and you guys said there is a better way And that's kind of what I was leading him to with the question about, you know, are your typical customers brand new businesses or people that have been around a long time? Like, just because you've been doing this for 20 years and it's worked doesn't mean that it has to be as hard as it is. Like, just getting by, um, you know, constantly having to hire new people, things like that. There is a better way and there's resources out there. So take advantage of it. Yeah,
0: I'm a huge fan of the growth mindset. I mean, even that builder trend we always talk about things that we do really well and I can't help it but be like, but what could we be doing better? And there's a fine line, like you should reward yourself on the back and you should embrace your successes. But the the great companies are always evaluating the improvements that can be made and and you're never really done. And speaking of purpose, it gives you kind of that, that fire to just keep on going and, and try and get better every single day, every
1: single week. And then eventually you just, get where you want to go and find out what's next yeah and change the world right i think that's the really really cool thing about the construction industry is and benji alluded to it too is like you're changing people's lives you're putting a roof over their head you're taking time you know off their task list by providing them luxuries that they don't have to do themselves and that's what i tell myself when i show up to builder train every single day Is like you know we're putting houses um homes for people across the u.s and that's purpose-driven life i yeah. think you said it really eloquently um makes makes going to work fun Remember to like, review,
0: subscribe, check us out. We're all podcasts available. Thanks for joining us on The Building Code. I'm Zabatovich.
1: I'm Charlie Bertwistle. See you guys.